Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. Welcome back, Knob Twiddlers. Once again, we're delving into the Girls Twiddling Knobs archive to bring you another Golden Nugget episode full of insight, inspiration and wisdom. And today we're going way back to episode seven with analog engineer Julie McLaren, who runs the amazing analog catalogue recording studio in Northern Ireland's beautiful Mourne Mountains. People always wax lyrical about how much warmer or even just better analog technology sounds. But what are the practicalities of recording in this format as opposed to digital? I found it fascinating talking with Julie about her process of recording and how preparation really takes on a whole new meaning in an analog studio. And I definitely believe that even if you're working mainly or solely with digital software, there's a lot we can still take from Julie's approach. talk a little bit about your studio Julie and how you came to uh-huh. set up a studio in, in Newry which is beautiful that you know the Morn area anyway yeah, yeah. Um, how did that come about um well my dad was originally from Belfast and then he was um he was moved out to Rostrava um after the war or during the war he was one of those kids and um so he grew up in Rostrava which is just on the coast there uh, on Carlingford Lock um and he then bought a little um a little retirement home there and then when he passed i had to deal with that and come over and deal with the paperwork and stuff and i just accidentally saw the um the the advertisement for this property i'm sat in now and it was sort of post crash and they they couldn't get rid of it and i went and looked at it and a vision of of a utopian analog recording residential complex appeared in my mind and I just threw in a cheeky bid and thought nothing of it and three months later got told it had been accepted, it had gone to auction, failed, come back and then they were like, if you're still, that bid's still on the table, do you want it? And I just thought, well, let's go for it, that's that's fate, let's go and build mm. this utopian uh, analog recording studio. So that was in two thousand and. 13 and it opened its doors in 2015 um and initially I didn't even sort of tell anybody it was just all my clients from Manchester because it had been in Manchester beforehand for 10 years um so it was just all my same 
sort of domino records and um fence records and um rough trade and stuff all the stuff that i would normally be doing um and then it's just built over the years and now built a second um 16 track analog which like i said i was training elise in and that opens up that analog um experience and and all that comes with it all that i talk about in my film mm-hmm. um it opens it up at like cheaper than um for 200 pound a day basically with the wow. engineer which is is cheaper than um than the most digital studios and yet the results are like the first the first single that we did out of that and i sort of produced and 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 elise um kind of engineered was was nominated for was um a boy single that was nominated for single of the year there at the awards and stuff so it just kind of shows you that those those um constraints of 16 tracks um can you know really yield results um so i just wanted to teach that 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 analog um mindset and session planning to another generation so um thought that the best way to do that was to make it affordable um more affordable than than the 24 track and me is yeah wonderful well maybe you could tell us a little bit for anyone who is really unfamiliar with analog recording um what do you think that does for the experience of making music go making everything with analog um it makes you completely organized because you have to session plan you have to you, the pre-production is really really important and i i do free pre-production i don't charge for attend i, I prefer not to attend a rehearsal I prefer to bring the band over or the artist over for like a few hours or half a day or something and go through the songs um in the live room because the pre-production is everything you have to have worked out before you start um how many tracks you you you, you know so therefore how many mics are you going to put on the drum kit what kind of drum sound are you going to get how many overdubs are there how many backing vocals are there what's the panning you you work out everything for the final mix pretty much before you start recording anything and then you're just following a pattern you're following your notes Mm. through and yeah happy accidents happen and something uh, you know a bit of divine inspiration happens along the way that, that that gets added in but generally you're not going without a route map you have uh, an absolute plan um hour to hour mm-hmm. of how the session's going to play out and in what in uh, and the artist knows that and you've discussed that with the artist and you've discussed how many backing vocals there's going to be and um you know what kind of drum sound it, it's going to be so it all just comes together uh, it comes together really quickly and there's no surprises and there's well there's no you know no head in your hands going this isn't sounding like I expected it to you know mm. you, you kind of know what to expect yeah um so yeah the planning aspect of analog is crucial mm. and then of course on top of that tape is a natural compressor um, you don't need to be going in lightly and adding compression circuitry on top of it because tape will be a beautiful seamless compressor for you anyway. Um, and it enables, I, I try to work towards um, 
capturing as many mics in that first live pass as possible. So mm. I tend to try with a with a basic band. I would get the kit, the bass, uh, amps mic'd up in a different room, um, and guide vocals. So I, I might be putting pressing record on somewhere between twelve and sixteen mics, um, which means most of your work is done. Wow. And then you're just uh, doing that, you know. You might yeah. do different different amp for the for the guitar solo, backing vocals, real vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of your work's done in that first um, first capture. I also tend to find that that the first um, first one or two, maximum three playbacks of of them going through the song is the. The, the take so you also capture that feel and that energy mm. um as opposed to the 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 boredom that sets in subconsciously if you're going over and over and over doing loads of takes mm-hmm. um so that magic it, it's just because the adrenaline's running high everybody can see each other it's like a gig you, you get that whole kind of gig adrenaline mm. um maybe a bit more as well you know because you know it's being recorded so just chemically your body is at full tilt um and that is a very different feel to the kind of relaxed yeah give me half of it and I'll cut and paste it into you know yeah. something else I got earlier yeah 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 absolutely um and how about acoustically how would you how do you have you treated your studio um does it change how you treat it, it being analog uh no live rooms are live rooms yeah like, um and i've uh, all the rooms are treated uh, i have a big 600 square foot live room um and though it it looks big um behind there's there's no reflective surfaces in that live room because the size of it itself is is enough but it's very a very meaty reflection because there's nothing top endy um to reflect uh the walls are not plastered i.e and behind the layer of the wall and the ceilings is rubber and felt so it's actually got one pass so if you hit a snare drum in the middle of that room you get the entirety of the meat of the mid-range without any of the top end coming back at you. Mm. So you don't get that high-end ring yeah. to break it down into, you know, you don't get high-end tingy, ringy sounds on things. You just get meat, you get lovely mid-range um, power out of the sounds because of the way the room is structured. Mm. Um, and then in my overdub room is treated with a kind of West Side East Lake concept where um, the four corners of the room are all different treatments. So there's a felted corner that is completely dead. You speak into it and you can only hear your inner body. Mm. Um, and then there's a wood corner and there's a glass and tile mirror corner. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, the, you point the amp or the person or the hi-hat or the snare or whatever it is you're doing this overdub with. Um in the area that you're you're after yeah you know yeah I love the idea of having these different treatment options on each corner of the room yeah it's brilliant it's Mm. it's um if you if you look at like the way um 
like West Coast Studios, the East Lake, West Lake Studios were from the 70s. Um, well, that concept was brought by 10cc to Strawberry Studios and Strawberry Studios um, was like that. It had a glass mirror corner, it had shag pile corner, shag pile carpet corner. You know, it had mm. very, very dead spaces and very, very, very super live spaces. Mm-hmm. And then sort of mediocre wood spaces all in the one room, just into different areas of it. Mm. Wonderful. That sounds great. I mean, I can really imagine that's something that you could also play around with at home even. Yeah, um, and if anybody wants any tips on how to do that, I can explain, like, how, how to Please. set up those, those sort of... <laughs> you know, <laughs> contact me and yeah. I'll tell you how to set up Westlake East, like, sort of feels in your, in your, Amazing. Um, your project room. Yeah, I uh, know that would be great. Um, well, maybe, maybe we'll, you know, in the future do an episode on that. That would be really interesting. Um, it, it does make all the difference and it is just like having a palette there to choose from so that when you're looking at your when you're doing overdubs you've got your final stuff together and now you're thinking what do I want out of these backing vocals do I want them harsh do I want them mm. creamy do I want them you know and, and you can just within the same room walk to the area that's going to give you that reflection and mic that reflection you know that's what I mm. teach here when I'm teaching Elise or anyone else I teach them to mic reflection and often I would point something at the tile or the 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 glass and point the mic then for the reflection and not at the actual um, instrument I would I would mic the reflection Mm. and again it comes back to knowing what's happening from your source that your source is going into a corner and it's going to ping pong off these two surfaces mm. and and then angling your mic to catch that reflection which is a whole different sound to if you just pointed it at where the sound is coming from absolutely and i guess that you could you could mic both the reflection and the the sound directly yeah and then mix yeah. those couldn't you yeah i do tend to split sounds into um like creamy and crispy mm-hmm. and um especially like with guitar sounds i would never just have um a guitar sound that was that was just sort of one you know one one sort of sonic yeah. i tend to multi mic for the two different types of sonics so that i have the the different mics would be very different and in different places so that i can eq one for the for any nice like low end and then one for a very crunchy top or whatever depending on the piece obviously but often like with with like um with electric guitars i would be going in looking for for one to deliver the 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 beauty the the, or what's going on in the low end of 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 the guitar and then one to be delivering um the top and i would almost naturally carve out the middle Mm -hmm. because you don't kind of if, if you leave loads of stuff in that middle you'll you'll struggle to place your vocals Mm. so you would take a guitar and say well I'll take all its bottom end and I'll take all its top end but I'll naturally leave a space in the middle for for other stuff and you're kind of in doing that you're obviously then really affecting how much work you have to put in in mixing Uh, I can I mix a single in about 45 minutes yeah there's there's nothing to do like there is it's all done at recording yeah amazing Well, I hope you liked this Golden Nugget episode and that it's given you some fresh perspectives and new ideas to try in your own music and creative life. 
Remember to swing back over here each Thursday for another dose of bite-sized Girls Twiddling Knobs realness from the archives before we drop season four in November this year. If you like this episode, why not hit subscribe and share it with a musician friend? And to listen to the full original episode, check out the link in the show notes. Okay, Knob Twiddlers, I'll catch you here next time. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.